It's show 86 of the RIM Pro Report. Today, a very special show and a very special guest. And some pretty cool news. This show, as always, is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. What I know for sure is that the staff at O'Neill Software are committed to your record center success. The sales team, management, technical support people, the customer service staff, the R&D team, in fact, the entire team are all working to support your RIM service business. I'd love to tell you more, but we've got a show to do. So if you want to learn more, check them out at O'NeillSoft.com. I have a feeling today is going to be an interesting show. Shall we get started? Welcome to the RIM, RIM, RIM Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now, here's your host, Tom Adams. Okay, I think you've probably guessed it's actually not Tom. It's me, it's Ian Thomas. I suspect that some of you might recognize me by my accent. And uh, as you know, I'm a pretty proud Welshman with such notable people as Tom Jones and Christian Bales and Anthony Hopkins. I also drink lots of tea and love riding my Harley Davidson. And for those who don't know me, I am the executive vice president at O'Neill Software. And today I've had the real good fun of hijacking the show. Now, let me explain. Becky, Tom's wife and business partner, and I planned this little surprise for Tom on the show today. Today, I've commandeered the RIM Pro Report studio. It's the special day here. Now, Melissa, Tom's show producer, is helping me figure out all the audio controls and the buttons, so if things go a little bit wrong, you just got to bear with me. See, today is a very special day because it's Tom's birthday. So I got on my Harley, rode down to San Diego from the O'Neill offices to the famous RIM Pro studio, and this is where I found out Tom spends all his time. So I'm going to take over this show this morning. There's another reason I'm here. It's to let you know about a very, very cool thing. Not only is it Tom's birthday, but I'm really excited to announce that today, officially, Tom's new book, You Are The Logo, is now available for sale on Amazon. You can get it in either paperback or Kindle version. So on the show, we're surprising him. Basically, I want to turn the tables and interview Tom. I know you've listened to him do many, many interviews. Now it's time to put him on the hot seat. He's done 85 shows up till now, and he's always the one asking the questions. He's made me squirm enough times. Now my time to see if I can get him to squirm. Now we thought it would be fun to surprise him. And as you listen to the show, hopefully you'll join me later on in buying some books, and we can help kick off his new book launch. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get Becky to bring Tom into the studio, and then we're going to ask him some questions. It's unscripted. It's on the fly. I have no safety net. We have no clue what's going to happen. So give me a second. I'm going to get Becky to call Tom, and I'll be back with you shortly. Hey, 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 hey,
What? Ian? Ian Thomas? What the heck are you doing Just here? Just you come what and sit down. Going, uh, sit what? down. Oh, my gosh. What uh, are you doing here? I'm doing the show today, okay? Oh, my gosh. Who, did you have this plan with Becky or something? Uh, we, we're plotting behind your back. Oh Don't you gosh. think we know everything that's going on? I, I You know, today... Uh, anyways, yeah. Hey, wow. Kids, come on in. Hang on, I got a surprise for you first. I I, I went out and got some money, about twenty five cents. I didn't go big on this, and uh, got some kids in. It's spring break, so plenty of kids around, and uh, they're gonna help you along with a little sing song. Okay, you ready? Hey, Johnny. Oh, oh my God. Come on, Johnny, sing up. Where'd you get these kids? Happy they were just loitering down the corner with will work for food. We get a lot of that around here. Uh, it's a very expensive neighborhood. Anyway, shut up. Listen to the song. Well, oh my gosh, who's that kid? I've never seen them before. You said you were Uncle Tom, but <laughs> it made me a little concerned. Uh, all right, like yeah, get the kids out of the studio. They're starting to touch them. Uh, leave that. Leave oh Johnny. Leave it. Get out. Get out. All right. Go on, get hey, out of there. thanks, kids. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, yeah. So you're in the studio and you're running my equipment. Yeah. Do you know what? There's, I love all these buttons. I wish you wouldn't <laughs> color code them though, because I'm totally colorblind. So I just hit the buttons. Well, see what I'm happens. I'm, uh, I'm quite shocked to see you here. So did you just come down on your? Uh, on your bike? Rode down, got down in the sun. Hey, stop asking the questions. It's my job today. Oh, yeah, right. I, I rode down on the bike to put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> right. I, I'm pretty uncomfortable being on the spot. You, you're looking very relaxed. You didn't really uh, know I was coming. I can tell by how you're dressed this morning. I mean, those sweatpants <laughs> are pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, that's that's the that's the benefit of radio. The benefit of radio is you don't have to dress up all the time. That's true. Yeah, you can see there. And what are you drinking there? Uh, I'm, I'm, well, um, I've got, that looks like tea. I've got you on the tea. Yeah. I, I'm now officially on the tea and you know, the tea is actually working. Uh, I, I don't know. It's this aging thing. And I, I guess now that I'm another year older, it's becoming even more important, but this aging thing, you know, I used to be able to drink five coffees a day and now I'm down to, I can't drink any coffee cause it messes my stomach. They do Flomax for that. You know that. <laughs> So I'm, and I know this is probably sacrilege to you, but I'm actually drinking some kind of Zen tea. No, look, it's not a tea if it doesn't come off a tea bush, okay? Peppermint is peppermint, it's not a tea. Yeah, but green, isn't green like a leaf of some kind? Come on. Okay, well. We're not going to go there. So you're still riding out in the scooter for me? I am. Uh, My... uh, my scooter is is the thing that keeps me sane. I think most days I I get on it, and we're only, uh, as you now know, we're only about five minutes from uh, Torrey yeah, Pines. It's beautiful, and so it's just a sort of a quick hop over to the the uh, Pacific Coast Highway. And I I love just sort of getting on my scooter and and you know with you as a Harley driver, I know you've had scooters in your life, but I have. Uh, yep. I, I there's something awkward that happens when a Harley and a scooter sort of pull up to a corner together we give you it's kind of the look it's hard to do this on radio isn't it but it's like this yeah there's not a lot of uh there's not, not conversation. a lot of not a lot of conversation because it appears to me that the average harley driver and you of course are not one of them um mm-hmm. but there are average harley drivers who I, I try and wave i try and make some kind of conversation but it's like I don't exist. Well, I think the lime green sweater over the shoulders doesn't quite work it for them. Right. That, that could be it. <laughs> it, it, it you know, I, I recognize sometimes when you're going down sort of a, a, a street that has storefronts on it, and I turn over and look at myself, and then I realize, okay, this is completely 
geeky. I, I feel no, like a complete no, no, no. nerd. No, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, just go to Italy or somewhere, right? Not scooter, get a cappuccino. Life is good. It's yeah, wonderful. but in Italy, you, you get that kind of sense about you. But see, I don't ride down the highway. Like, there's a lot of scooters in, like, the Encinitas area, which is sort of a beach community, a beach bum community. And the guys get on their scooters there, and they have their, their, their flip-flops or their sandals and their shorts and their T-shirt and their long, long hair. And I'm on my scooter with my... You know, my full helmet and my goggles and my yellow <laughs> safety vest. <laughs> and people look at me like I'm just a complete loon. Yeah, you got to kind of chill back on a scooter a little bit. But uh, Hey, look, enough about scooters for a moment because um, this is a pretty cool day. It's your birthday today. Tell me. It what, is my birthday. You know, what, what have you done this morning? Well, I uh, kind of got up and um, like you said, I'm still in my sweatpants. Usually on my birthday, I kind of take a I kind of take a relaxing break and take the day or at least part of the day off and kind of go imagine what my life's going to look like. And I, I don't know. I didn't know that something was happening today. But I sent something was kind of off in the air. Um, I, I kind of read my intuition a little bit and I felt like I was just being managed a little bit this morning. Well, you must have been a little bit excited as well. I mean, with the book launch, coming, uh, you must have thought it was something to do with the book. I, I did. I thought there was some kind of, you know, maybe some, some people were, something was going to happen in the office. I, I didn't know what was going on, but it, it's a huge day for me. The, uh, the book comes out today officially and uh, it's available on Amazon today. And I, I was actually going to do a live streaming cast later today. Who knows if anybody will show up, but I was going to do it anyways. And, you know, just play today a little bit. This is kind of an exciting day for me. I, I've i never written a book before, so I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do the day it launches. You've had birthdays before, though. I have had birthdays <laughs> before, so I'm enjoying my birthday. And it's kind of a special day because it's also the launch of the book. So, yeah. was that a coincidence, Tom? Did you did you time it to come out on your birthday? Because I guess with publishers, you you're not always in control of that. Yeah, well, I I think I think there was sort of an element. I think when we kind of got to the place of knowing we were going to do it, we started lining up the dates a little bit. Frankly, you can probably you could have probably bought the book on Amazon yesterday. Okay. But what you don't always know is what the timeline for Amazon, and I know, the, you know there was the physical book being prepared on Amazon, and that's very different than the Kindle version. And we also tried to get it, we were also trying to make sure it was in Canada and the UK. And as of last night, uh, it looked like it was on UK, but the actual book was showing up on, on Amazon.co.uk, but you couldn't actually, it, it says not in stock. Oh, okay. Um, and apparently if you order it, they'll pull it into stock somehow. Amazon Canada has a, a one-week delay on it or something. But, you know, we had to wait till those all showed up. And then the Kindle version, which was a completely different publishing process, ended up taking different route. And it, you know, it just got on. So we're, you know, we sort of feel like all the timing was somewhat right. So, yeah, on my birthday, I'm I'm wonderfully surprised that everything showed up. Well, you've woken up this morning, you're one year older, but also a published author. I know, today. isn't how, that cool? How, how does it feel, though? Is it different? I, I, I think, you know, it, it, I don't know, I don't necessarily feel any different, but there's something about getting that thing done, completed. It's It's one of those monstrous projects that, I've tried writing books for years, and I have probably in my old filing cabinets, I have probably 10 books that I got to about page 22 on. Maybe 21. That's more than most people. Right. And I, I, I've always had this sort of belief that I, I needed to write a book, but I could never sort of make it happen. And something about 
I don't know whether it's midlife and every every kind of passing year you go, what am I doing here? So you, do you know what really drove you this time to go from page 22? Actually, I have a copy of the book in front of me here. Uh, how many pages in this one? 160. Yeah. So, you know, you 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 made some serious mileage on this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think probably what what gave me the impetus to kind of get it done actually was was coincidental. Bob Johnson from Nade called me one day back in November and he said, I want you to keynote at the conference in, so it was the start of April. This was the, the Anaheim one. That yeah, just, they owned yeah. just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he told me what the topic, sort of the general conference topic was, and it was called Putting the U in Success. And that was the conference topic. And for the last probably six to eight months before this, I had sort of developed this structure. And I've, I've been kind of working on this thing for 30 years, which was, so when people say, how long did it take to write the book? I generally say 30 years because it it's something that I've been working on my whole life, which is how do you connect the dots between marketing success and the personality who's in front of that marketing? And so much of the world that I've looked at has been very corporate branded. So, you know, the name of the company goes out, the name of the company goes out, the name of the company goes out. And yet within all of that sort of more traditional marketing, I've seen for years and years these people standing out who who somehow are counterculture to the, the more traditional a brand-based marketing, and there's a person. So I think about uh, somebody like Dave Thomas from Wendy's. Remember yep. he he was on the, the he was on the radio, he was on TV, and there was always a person in front of Wendy's. It wasn't that the company went away; it was that he kept sort of being at the forefront of it. And I watched that, and I watched in my own like I, I've gone through a, f- a number of different business iterations. I I started out as a church minister, and in that setting, one of the things I did know was that. The secret of the success of the church was directly tied to my abilities to bring it on, you know, on a Sunday morning. So, in a very early time, you realized that you were one of the draws for bringing people in. Yeah, you know, Tom it, Adams, not, Tom Adams. not just the church. It wasn't the church name, and that I was 22 at the time when I I was doing that. So I I had no experience. I was a complete noob, um, and yet I I kind of watched and went, okay, if I start doing stuff interesting people show up if we just advertise come to church nothing happens because nobody wants to go to church people want to experience something yeah well that to me didn't last very long because you know my dad and my grandfather were ministers but i wasn't i it just didn't fit me somehow i was more interested in marketing and instead of reading theology books i was reading tom peters and other other authors Mm -hmm. and so i left that and i went into menswear and i discovered the very same thing i discovered instead of just trying to sell a menswear store, what if I became the person who actually did it? So a lot of this was just sort of my own way of thinking through things at the time. I didn't have a logic for it. I just went, I tend to get a better result if I put myself in front of an audience or in front of my prospects than if I just try and sell the store name. And for some reason that led to thinking more about it. And then uh, I spent a whole bunch of years as a consultant. I built a TV show. I I built two TV series actually. And I, I did two TV series that started all of a sudden showing me things that I didn't recognize because the minute I became a host of a TV show, I got audiences with people that would never give me audiences before. And in the process of talking about me interviewing them for my TV show or having them as a guest on my show, they would say, hey, what do you do? What else do you do? Are you just in TV? And I'd go, no, I do marketing consulting. They go, really? 
And so the TV show led to business. And I went, hmm. hmm. Yeah, they, they're now recognizing, hey, this person can do much, much more for me. Right. And and yet it was still tied to my business. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was trying to you know, be a movie star and I wasn't even trying to be a TV host. I had tied the TV hosting to the back end, which was the business, which is where the revenue came from. TV, uh, unless you get national, I was in a fairly local setting, although my second TV show went national in Canada. It actually just allowed me to get in the audience of, and actually they were they were more interested in me talking to them as opposed to the other way around. So the book kind of evolved, then I, had a, then I became a partner in a record center, and the same thing started to emerge. I started going, I'm... I'm getting more clients by becoming sort of an iconic marketing figure as opposed to just selling a place where we put boxes on shelves. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even just that's not cool in itself. And as you and I know, we've lived and breathed this industry for years. We love this industry. We think it's an amazing industry. Lots of cool transition happening. But uh, it it just – Cool stuff started happening. Yeah, I mean, and I can hear you know, just in your voice how exciting all this. I'm still, as someone who's never written a book, I still want to see or understand how do you go from having all that passion and taking those things and then taking those concepts into actually writing a book? Yeah, that that's and that to me was a monstrous feat. <laughs> I can um, so back in, in November when I got this call from Bob Johnson at Nade and he said, I want you to speak on this. And I said, well, I, I'm working on this book. And he says, if you can get that book published, I'll make sure you have an audience in people. So I want you to speak, but I'll make sure the book is available for people. And I went, okay, so I got to have a deadline. So the deadline was the first thing. The second thing was, okay, how do you take 35 years of trying to figure this out and craft it into something that has a beginning and an end, actually has a pathway through it and actually has a process that's meaningful and relevant and at the same time doesn't bore the hell out of people. As, as something valuable to say yep. and then wrap it. So actually putting the first draft to paper was hard. The second this, yeah. the second draft was I started reading back through it and going, well, that makes no sense. And Becky did a lot of editing with it. <laughs> that makes no sense. And that, that was fine. And I got it to the point where I felt like, okay, I've got X amount of chapters. I think this is where I want to go with it. And that was, that was sort of a three-month, 12, 14, 16-hour day process. Okay. You know, you hear wow. some people say you can write a book very quickly. It wasn't the case for me. It time compressed. I mean, I did a lot of it in a more compressed. Some people write it over years. I mm-hmm. wrote it over yeah. months, but it was a compression of 30 years. But then the, the, the point of getting it where you actually had the draft done, we then went into the whole editing process with the professional editors and the people that, the, that come to the table that actually, their job is to make you feel like a complete and utter imbecile. <laughs> Really, that's what they do. <laughs> they critique everything, hey? Well, it's it's they take this thing. It's like what it felt like to me, and I have not having birthed the baby, but having you know observed it. It felt like I was birthing a baby, and I was pushing this thing out of me, and it had to come out. It had to be a certain size, and it was coming out through a. Certain, I'm getting a bad visual here. Tom. I know, I know. And so you know the process of birthing this thing, and you've got this thing, and you've never done it before, and here's this thing that you've created, and you hand it off to somebody, and then they butcher it. <laughs> completely butcher it and there's parts of the book that i thought were wonderful and delightful and they come back and say this is crap this is crap this is you know what what are you saying here and the hard part of it was was the unexpected effect of the editing process because basically then you had to go back to the drawing boards and go well what was i trying to say here and they go well that doesn't really flow that doesn't fit 
So I went back to the drawing boards and rewrote those chapters and ultimately without the editors it wouldn't be a great book no no you need them i mean they know you, what they're doing right but, but it must be heartbreaking sometimes oh my gosh it was <laughs> and the first the first time i sat down with the editor the the first time we sat down with the editor after uh she had done the initial work on it i was also uh, i had one of those colds you know that the, yep. the, the california mm-hmm. cold that hits that you go where did this come from but it hits you and hangs on and it was like i was i had a fever that day and she sits down with us in the office and she she starts talking through well this you know this and this and i start looking at the manuscript and it's just butchered it's full of red lines and orange lines and black lines and sounds I'm, like one of my school essays <laughs> right right and it was one of those moments that you just kind of go oh wow that's hard and then when you had the i didn't have the emotional energy because of the cold that started to deal with it but what was so cool about that is that process made it so much better and then it went through sort of second edits and third edits and fourth edits and then proofreaders and you keep going through it and then you know the sad part is we've seen the initial copy come out and we've already discovered there's a mistake in it you oh, know no it's way. been oh. through hundreds of people and you found it so the the goal is yeah the, the, the goal is to get this thing out the door and so you do all that work and you get to that point and then you go oh crap i gotta market this because publishing companies aren't in the business of marketing your book oh no no i never even thought about that but you're right yeah they, they're in the they publish it <laughs> Right. They, they, yeah. You know, the whole point of a book and you you can from uh, unless you're like a Bill Clinton or the whole point in the publishing industry and even Norm Brodsky, Brodsky has such a huge platform to work from. Yeah. We, I don't. You know, I've, I've worked for the last 12 years in the records management industry and it's been a wonderful home. I, I love this industry as you do. The thing is the four or five hundred and maybe to a thousand because Nade, the influence of Nade. That's not a big platform. You know, Brodsky has a million people that read him and know of him. And so the publishing companies kind of know that and they go, okay, well, you got a platform. We we know we're going to sell a million books. No, no problem. So they look at somebody like me and they go, you're not going to sell anything. So you do all the work. You do it all. You do all the work. So the hardest next part is how do we market this thing? And that's where the the next big agenda goes. Well, this is a good start, hey? This is a good start. <laughs> hey, we're on the Rib Pro Report doing it. You're in my studio today on my birthday. This, this is, is pretty excellent. Cool. I've actually got a copy of the book. Uh, it was the first time I got to touch it. I knew about it, but just holding it is a, is a very, very cool feeling. Well, what are some of the major themes, Tom, that, that go through the book? Because obviously with the proof um, readers and the uh, the editors and so on they help you to structure this yeah but, so w- what's the main themes if i were to buy this book now which i recommend you all do <laughs> but if i was to buy this book now you know what 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 is what am i gonna be looking for well i i think the, th- the first thing i wanted to say in the book is why is it important to actually think this way mm-hmm. and this book isn't necessarily written for the large corporate companies this is written for owners Presidents of small to mid-sized businesses, professionals, people who run a company or trying to build it, but aren't sort of cumbered by the fact that they have shareholders that they're worried about pleasing all the time. Yeah. So it's somebody who has the ability to do that. So the first element of the book is why does this matter? And is there proof of this? And I believe it, that's that's the first part. I give, yep. I, I, I don't know, I think Becky and I went through the, the book at one point after we kind of got it finished. and. Uh, I think there's almost 200 examples in the book wow. of people, Fantastic. of different people who have done different things, mm-hmm. actual named people who have exhibited this kind of formula 
and whether they did it knowingly or unknowingly, there's a, to me, it's somewhat formulaic. You got to be visible. The other thing that I, I try and cover in the book is why the timing is so right. I think the social societal effect right now is significant mm-hmm. in terms of what's happening with the uh, Occupy movement. And why, and I talk about why that connects Facebook, the Facebook world we live in, the the fact that we're obsessed with celebrity and and media, and we also need heroes. And there's a whole bunch of reasons. And then I I kind of give who you need to be to do this. So that's one of the elements. Why should you be the logo for your business, and what's it take? And then I spend the other half of the book giving you actual proof. You know, what do you do? What are you supposed to do? What are the things that I've observed over the last 30 years? People who are successfully doing this, what are they doing? So I noticed that people are spokespeople. You know, Mm -hmm. there's the Dave Thomas effect. I noticed that people are experts. So there's the people who kind of create a marketing effect by becoming experts. There's the the people that name a company after themselves. And, you know, you think about all these people who have a company named after them. I mean, O'Neill, in your case. And when Tim was much more involved in the the management of that company, you know, his name's on the door, his name's on the sign. And you bring something to that equation. Well, it personalizes it. It's not just a company. It's a a person behind that door. Right. And so, you know, I factor in all of that stuff and then I kind of go through, well, what are the different things that you need to do to accomplish this? So how do people make this impact in their marketplace by being the visible marketing presence for their business? So half of the book is about what to do and the first half is why and who and how, really. Oh, that's fine. So the interesting part for me is is whenever I read a book, especially a business book, is what what do I take away from it though? What what can I do now after reading that book? Right. Do I just put it and joins all the other hundreds of books on my bookshelf? Obviously, my goal in writing is to not have that happen. My goal in writing it is to have somebody read the book and when they put the book down, go. I know what I need to at least one thing to do to create the use my own person, my personality, use my presence as a marketing force in my business. And I, and I believe there's huge power in that. In the work we do here at Flourish Press, we manage, you know, we manage a whole bunch of web marketing accounts for people in the rim industry. I was just about to come and ask you a little bit more. I think people would be very interested in, you know, what you do here at Flourish yeah. Press. But yeah. in terms of that, one of the things we, before we get there, but one of the things we discover is that people come to a website and... You are forgetting I'm running this show today. Right, sorry. Go on, go on. Carry on, though. <laughs> sorry. I, I, yeah, as you can tell, I like talking about this. That's all right. Uh, and on. I like my microphone and I like my studio and I'm on the opposite side of the desk here. It's kind of awkward. It should have been a little me. bit of a notice to you there, but keep going. It's okay. Thank you. No, but what, one of the things in the work we do is we discover that people come to websites... And because you can track this, people come to websites and they look at the service and they always, always, always go to the about us section. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. And I think we know that because we actually do it ourselves. Yes, absolutely. We're out surfing and searching and we we go, oh, well, who are these people? What's the where's the about us? And I go look at who's the and uh, what I've discovered is that's such an important element of people. And so. The goal of the book is to actually get people to think that way. If I've read this book, what can I do in simple, small ways to add my face, my voice, my personality, my presence as a marketing attraction vehicle in my business? And if I do that, 
all of a sudden really cool things start to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you so the book really is an extension of what you're doing at Flourish Press. But what you, what you can do hopefully is now teach people how they can take the book and build it in, whether it be their website or their social media or yeah, anything or, else. Or anything, because I, I, you know, I think the web and social media is only a vehicle. Mm -hmm, yeah. I, I think we kind of get seduced by the shiny object syndrome of social media. But the reality is the web is a, is a media vehicle. Advertising in a magazine is a vehicle. The question is, how can I bring my presence to each of those vehicles, each of those media delivery devices, yeah. yep. in a way that creates that personal connection? Because I think... And fundamentally at the core of this, I believe that people do business with those they know, like, and trust. Absolutely. And they don't do business with those that are corporate. Like they, they don't, you know, they write the check to the corporation, but they do business with those that they have a connection with. And my, my whole philosophy here is elevate yourself as the connection source and the business will follow. No, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I I always love doing. Well, you know, we're here because yeah. we built a, a, not just a professional relationship that's turned into a very good personal but a relationship. Personal one, right. Hence, I can come and invade your uh, right. studio I without you, you even knowing. Here. Holy that's cow. how I do it. And that's you know, sneaking in through the back door. Quite impressive. <laughs> so, everybody everybody knows Tom Adams. So Tom Adams is Flourish Press and yeah. the Rimpro Report. But you know, coming here and seeing you know this amazing studio and meeting up with, with the team here. It's not just Tom Adams, so... It's absolutely not no, Tom Adams. Tell us a little bit more about Flourish Press. Well, I, I, I think the, the cool part is, despite you know me being the logo for my business and really being the iconic marketing face of it, it, it can't happen without this incredible team that I run with. Uh, my partner and my wife, Becky, which makes the whole thing run because I, you know, I'm just a pretty face, really. <laughs> I'm pretty face, and I do pretty good at the talking. You got a face for radio, right? I, I got a great face <laughs> for radio, but she runs the business. I kind of am the marketing wing of it. We build and develop and manage websites for companies in the web marketing. We have really made a significant shift in the last year because of the significant changes happening in the web world. We've made a real significant shift towards content, mm -hmm. content yeah. management development. So we do newsletter programs, we do content development. We have RIM focused writers on staff who actually write content for the industry. So, um, it, so if I'm a if I'm a, um, a a record sender now and I want to have a, an entire marketing campaign, newsletters, uh, Facebook updates. Can I come to you and you yeah, help we, take care of it all? Yeah, we, we well, we we maybe don't take care of it all, but we give you enough that you have all the capabilities of it. Okay, so you put you put it the control back with me, so, but yeah. you guide me so yeah. that I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and then I also do a lot of consulting work and coaching work. So. Uh, as it relates specifically to strategic marketing. So I have clients that call me every month and we go through a program or I have consulting sessions. But the team itself is doing a whole lot of stuff. We, we're managing a pretty cool thing. And within a fairly small industry, we're only, we only live in RIM. We, we don't you know work with doctors and lawyers and the, the car dealer down the street. And we only live in RIM. We exist in this planet i love this industry i love this business that's why you know you and i connect you know because mm -hmm. we both love it yeah we only live in rim too and that's uh, yeah. i agree with you i think yeah. being focused in in a particular industry means you can really understand it well yeah. and really well needs the contributions okay you know what tom you make us all squirm i think it's time i need to make tom squirm <laughs> so i got a couple of questions for you okay uh kind of final questions on this so first one this one's you know uh, not not too squirmy a question, but if you could have lunch with 
anyone that you could greatly admire. You know, somebody out there, you pick anyone. Uh, you know, I mean, I turned up this morning, so yeah. breakfast. Yeah, we'll breakfast. <laughs> but who, we will. Who, who would that be? You know, that's funny because I ask this question to people and I've never, I'm always intrigued by their answers. But I think probably at this time, uh, there's, a, there's a guy that has been a real mentor to me over the years, but I've never actually had the chance to personally have a conversation with him. And it's Dan Kennedy. Dan Kennedy is, to me, one of the great marketing geniuses of our age. And uh, if I had a chance to get one hour uninterrupted time with him, to pay for that cost you about $10,000. Oh, my goodness. But he's a genius, and he much of the marketing philosophy I come to life with comes from him. And if I could sit down with him and have a conversation, I would do that. Well, let's hope he's listening to this show. I know. It's great, <laughs> isn't it? You get the phone call. Tom, come for breakfast. Okay, the more squirmy question. If you were an animal... What animal would you be? <laughs> uh, well, the ADHD part, um, <laughs> I don't know what animal has ADHD. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd probably be, uh, it, it wouldn't be a cat because you lie around too long. It's kind of, uh, and, and I don't like the, the concept of the hyena, but I just feel like the, the hyena is always moving. They're <laughs> always active or a, an otter. You know, you see an otter, they're always yeah. kind of doing stuff. I, I, I don't like sitting around that much. I love just being engaged, and I really love what I do, so I like the playful element. So maybe an otter's more the... Maybe I'm an otter or a dolphin. A dolphin. Well, you're very playful because I, I wasn't sure how you'd take this today, but, uh, you, you know, once you came through that door and saw me <laughs> sat here, you you were surprised, but you were on it, man. You were. Well, I, <laughs> I, I guess at the end of the day, I love performance. I, yeah. I, I love that. Uh, I have two degrees. I have a degree in ministry, as I told you earlier. I was mm -hmm. a minister early mm -hmm. on, but I actually have a degree in performance vocal. Like, I, I studied opera, so I actually have a, a degree in music, too. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So, okay, my last question, not a difficult one, this one. It's your birthday today, so what are you going to do? Well, uh, I didn't expect this to happen, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to probably at some point see if anybody buys anything on Amazon. I mean, I'm going to watch that because yeah, that's absolutely. intriguing to me today. But my team, I know uh, Melissa will be hovering over that like crazy today, and I probably just will get on my scooter. I might go without my vest today, um, and I might just go for a, an hour ride, maybe go up to Encinitas and grab a cappuccino and watch the surfers hang out, and, it's you know, that's how I kind of get my headspace and get my thoughts together, and that's probably what I'll do today. Very, very cool. Well, you should really enjoy today. It's, a, it's again, it's a very, very exciting day, not only your birthday, but that book launch. Uh, yeah. Uh, just got to remind everybody, go to Amazon.com or if you're in the UK, Amazon.co.uk and I'm guessing... Dot Can .ca in Canada. .ca in Canada. So and just look for You Are The Logo. You Are The Logo. Oh, I should ask one question. The name, that was uh, nice and succinct. I, you know, Did it just come to you instantly? or It, it came a while ago. It came about a year ago. Uh, it's that whole concept. It, to me, it, it's just so instantly understandable. You Are The Logo are as opposed to you know, the icon that you put on your, your website yeah. or on your brochures, you, you're uh, the logo. You are the logo. So I love that. Yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I love oh, it indeed. So Amazon dot, dot, and by the way, Tom's face is on the front of the book because he is the logo. I am the logo. Yeah. So uh, Amazon.com or .co.uk or .ca in, in uh, Canada. Yeah. And just look, look for you or the logo or Tom Adams. But Tom Adams, you get a banjo player. <laughs> Uh, although I'm quite intrigued to be sharing, you know, spotlight with a banjo player. I was actually a couple of years ago, early on, uh, when you did TomAdams.com, when you did searches on Google, before they started stripping out the bad results, there was also a porn star named Tom Adams. So 
I, I've been a little bit of everything. Let's not go down that road, <laughs> shall we? Okay, I'm very conscious of the time. I'm trying, yes, to, I'm trying sorry. to be... Uh, Melissa's just kind of staring at me and yeah. giving me that evil producer eye. Right, so, okay, we got to get done. So I've got uh, to got to wrap this show up. People got jobs to do, Tom. Right, sorry. Okay, so I, let me see. The script, Melissa, where do I go to script? Okay, she, all right, thanks, okay. So... She's good. Uh, well, without her, I'd be totally screwed. <laughs> so here we go. i got to finish this last bit. Sponsorship of this show is graciously provided by O'Neill Software. Don't forget, we're going to be at the Prism show, so we'll be there. All right, that's coming up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was doing my best radio voice as well. Sorry. But yeah, we'll, so we'll be... Uh, we'll just I, can't, go, I can't shut up. We'll just go back to the casual. Yeah, so we'll be there. We'll have uh, a team. We'll have some support people there. We'll have I bet some, you'll have that big booth, too. We will, yeah. That's, the that thing's one. huge. Oh, I know. Do you that's know when I ordered that thing, I thought it was going to be, you know, about six foot shorter than it was, and I stood there the first time they built it and thought, oh, my God. Are, are you <laughs> thinking in terms of, of metrics? Uh, Were you thinking in terms of meters <laughs> instead of feet? I don't know. Six feet, six meters. Oh well, it's you know it stretches to the sky. I just did my usual thing. I pretended I knew everything that was going on. Looked at it. Said I need to go get a cup of tea. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that is a big boo. <laughs> a big boo. What do you so want? So you won't miss it. You won't miss it. No, we'll be right at the door. So come on in. We'll um, we'll have uh, members of the team. There's a support guys. Uh, some of the sales guys there. We'll also have. Um, uh, some people talking about our new RM Bridge service, which is this uh, this cloud-based uh, connection. So come and come and talk about that. So, and, but and for the record, while you're here on the show, I <laughs> no no no, you're, on, I'm my, not managing, you're on my show. <laughs> right, I'm on your show. Sorry, <laughs> but for the record, I'm extremely grateful that uh, you guys sponsor the show. It's uh, it's huge to me, and, and it gives me impetus to come down every week and make a great show. You know, without that, it's very easy because before you guys came aboard, I, you know, I'd skip a week here and there, and I, I love doing this show and I love sharing the stories of this industry. There's so many cool stories. Last week we did a cool company that that lives in a granite hole in the mountain <laughs> in Salt Lake City. Amazing. There's so many great conversations, and yeah, we're a small industry, but great stories. So yeah. I really appreciate your guys' sponsorship of the show. It makes a huge difference. We love doing it. Uh, again, it's something that's different and it's exciting and gives me something to listen to when I'm on my planes. Right. I love the podcast concept yeah. you know i can download it if i can't read it, listen to it this week i can back them up and just listen to them when i'm traveling yeah. so oh that's great very very cool okay well tom i gotta do it the way you do thanks for being here today um be sure head over to amazon purchase the book or two or three or five um add a review please that i know that's very very important on amazon that would be great in the meantime tom will be back here next week with the regular scheduled programming in the meantime we're out of here see ya Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com, where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.